Warning, this podcast will challenge your thinking. Welcome to Business Problems Solved. In this podcast, we help you solve your business problems by providing real examples and practical approaches to make today better than yesterday. Introducing your host, the multi-sector, self-professed, most improved improvement person and qualified business problem solver, Lee Horton. Hey, it's Lee. Welcome to Business Problem Solved. Today, I have the great pleasure of chatting with Aisha Murray. Uh, Aisha is a coach for working parents and also fellow podcast host of the uh, the Parent Equation. Is that right, Aisha? That's right, the Parent Equation. Not as experienced as you, Lee, in the podcasting world, but I'm starting out, and it's great fun so far. Oh, it's all a journey, isn't it? It's just, uh, it and, and I think it depends on where we're trying to get to and stuff. So some people would say that I'm not that experienced either, um, but I'm just making it up as we go along. Anyway, enough about me. Who are you, <laughs> and, how, and how did you get to sit in that seat today? And why am I here? And why am I here? Yeah, yeah. Why are you here? Why am I here? I don't know, actually. Um, so I am, as you said, a, a coach and I specialise in coaching working parents. So I started, I'll give you a quick, maybe potted history of how I got into coaching then. Yeah. So I was in marketing for about 23 years, I think. Straight from primary school. Thank you so much, Lee. People can't see the, the actual visuals of this, but um, <laughs> yes, I am older than I appear (laughs) so I'm 46 am I 46 45 I'm 46 almost so I was in marketing for a very long time um and it was it was great I loved my marketing career it was successful I had fun Um, all the boxes ticked I suppose as as a young professional going into a new industry and then I had my first daughter 10 years ago and as things do when you have children my perspective started to shift a little bit my priorities changed. We were then living in Islington. And one of the stories that I always remember is we were in our very trendy flat in Islington, which was very much a young professionals with no kids type flat in the heart of, in the thick of Islington and all the bars and the restaurants and everything else. Yeah. And when I first took my baby daughter out in the buggy on maternity leave, I remember looking around and thinking, Islington in a day looks a bit different to me than it did at night. Um, and suddenly my perspective, that was just a sort of metaphor for my perspective on life, it shifted. Everything looked different. And my work took on a very different air and suddenly it wasn't maybe what I wanted to do anymore. But as people do, I stuck with it because that's what I knew. Yeah. And I had to feed and clothe a small child. So I didn't really think there's much other choice, really. So then carried on, carried on. I had my second daughter, who's now five. and that's when I thought, right, okay, now I want to set an example for them. And actually, I don't want them to think of mummy being in a job or a career that she just does because that's what she should do. And she gets up in the morning and she shouts at us quite a lot as she's running to get her, her train in the morning. Yeah. And it was becoming very much like that. It was becoming a daily battle for me, a daily battle with them, about getting them ready in time, a daily battle for me commuting, a daily battle for again dealing with that sort of mental load I guess of having two kids and trying to be a sort of senior marketing leader and I thought right I need to change this I need to change something now and and be brave and step out and try something different so when I was at BT which was my last company I was at I had a very supportive manager who said if you want to leave that's fine but can you please go and be a coach because what you do best and what you do so well here actually is is dealing with people and coaching your team and understanding 
where people are and what where their heads at and getting to people to to thrive I guess, in, in an environment yeah. so I took that at face value I said right okay I'm gonna do that <laughs> I'll do that thank you very much and I left BT qualified to be a coach and I started off because I'd come from such a corporate background I started off as an executive coach and thinking that was where I should be so coaching corporate leaders etc team dynamics that kind of thing and then I realized that my passion was for working parents because that's what I was and I wanted to coach people who had been in the same situation as me so coaching people who had been through that work life I say juggle I don't mean juggle in the sort of practical day-to-day tasks I mean more the sort of the mental as I said the full mental load of having to maintain a career and be successful in that and also feel like you're a successful parent yeah which is it's quite a lot for most people to deal with on a daily basis so that's where I want to be and those are the people I want to help so now I specialize very much in that sphere in the working parents sphere and how to help people make the most of family time and also make the most of their careers perfect perfect no thank you thank you for that so what would you say the I mean so I'm I'm toying with which question to ask you in fact I'll, I'll go back a little bit actually okay so if your manager at mm. that time didn't mm. say be a coach mm. what do you think you would have been it's very in, no one's to ask me that question so it's going to take some thought um I think I would have I think I would have stayed where I was in a marketing sense for quite a bit longer because it was definitely my comfort zone yeah and I think I would have taken great pleasure in carrying on the coaching within the corporate environment as much as possible but I'm not sure actually without that kick up the bum from somebody else yeah that I may not have been brave enough to make that step at that point maybe in the future potentially yeah um but I think it did take someone else to sort of highlight my potential I guess and highlight what I was good at yeah um because I think it's quite hard for us as humans to appreciate what we're good at and to say actually this is what I'm good at I think we're not confident enough sometimes just to be aware of that so I think I probably would have stayed where I was I think quite a lot longer okay okay Mm -hmm. no thank you so yeah I think you've you've said you've uh, said a few important things there as well it's far easier for for us to say what we're not very good at Mm -hmm. than recognize what we are very good at and and that's what that's what happens at work and then so Mm -hmm. when you said about being brave it's quite a brave thing to do to leave a corporate role and and set up by yourself. Yeah. How did you find the bravery or the balls to be able to 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 go and do it? So there'll be various factors, I imagine. Um, the first is definitely that I knew, as I said before, that I had to set. I really wanted to set an example for my kids. Yeah. And when they were older, when they are older, I want them to be able to look back and say mummy did something that made her happy mummy didn't shout at me every morning because I couldn't find my socks which is my constant problem with my older daughter um (laughs) but mummy actually wanted to go to work in the morning she she was excited about telling us about what she was doing and that kind of thing so that was a big motivator for me Mm -hmm. um secondly I had a hugely I do have a very supportive husband and he didn't hold me back at all he said look if this is what you want to do and it is a big financial risk, obviously, because I went from yeah. a very secure nine to five job to zero income, because yeah. that's what happens when you start a new business. And you don't know how long it's going to take before that first pound comes in. Um, and he said, which I think is, is something so important for everyone to sort of take on board, is I knew why I wanted to do it. 
I knew why I wanted to change my career. I knew why I wanted to be a coach. Um, that was quite clear to me. So he said to me, if you know why, then we'll make it work. We'll make it work. And yeah. brilliant. We kind of are, <laughs> um, sort of. It's a struggle. It's a struggle having your own business. Yeah. And it's a completely different mindset. And you you work hard in a very different way. And it's you've got to be very self-disciplined. Um, but then it's for me, isn't it? So I'm responsible for my own actions. It's my choices, how I work, where I work, how often I work. Yeah. So that was, yeah, those are my sort of main motivators. But having support, and again, it came down to someone else saying, I support you in doing this. Yeah, completely. So I did, yeah. And I think at this point in time, you said it's a struggle, but I mean, I think the whole situation, the world situation currently with COVID, it makes it even more uh, of a struggle and and challenging. So how, how have you found that when, if you helping um, uh, working parents hmm. and then those working parents of now working from home more yep have the yep. has the challenge changed of what they've got um so i guess this is a, a two-part question part mm-hmm. one what's the number one <laughs> challenge that a parent a working parent has and part two has that yep. challenge changed now people have been working from home yeah discuss. so part one discuss discuss write thesis okay so part one the main challenge previously for working parents um, is definitely just that that headspace I think between work and home we all desperately want to be the best parent we can be yep. and we all want to be there for our children not just physically there but mentally be present and be empathetic and um, just have a great relationship with our kids and then we also have our professional side but we all want to excel at work we want to do a good job we want to be professionals we want to progress we want to get paid better all of those things and that is a hell of a lot for a mind to take in I think it's a hell of a lot to balance um and we end up just feeling like which is not the reality feeling like we're not good at either yeah. so feel like actually do you know what I'm not there enough for my kids um I don't ask them enough meaningful questions about their day and on the other hand I'm also feeling like I'm doing a really bad job at work I'm not delivering on time I'm not feeling present enough in those meetings so we just don't feel like we're good at either but actually the reality is is not that and it often takes someone else to say actually it's just you who's saying that to yourself your boss or your manager or your team think you're great and think you're, you're doing a fine job at work and your family think you're wonderful and you're loving and you're giving and all these things but internally that's not how we often see the world so I think that was previously the biggest challenge was just that understanding how that how we how we sort of deal with both of those sides of our of our lives in harmony I suppose um it's obviously as you said very different now everyone's working from home and the interesting thing now about people working from home is firstly well there's two halves isn't there there's pandemic one homeschooling nightmare yeah (laughs) and there's pandemic two which we're now in which is slightly eased on the on the child front pandemic one everyone suddenly is at home together for the majority, not everybody, but for the majority yeah. of people, husbands, wives, children, animals, all in one space, 24-7, which I think took a lot of strength from everybody <laughs> to get through that unscathed. So the biggest challenge there was, I think people were exposed to the other halves working patterns and working environment. So from a personal point of view, I had never seen my husband at work. He would go to work he would commute 
in my previous marketing days, I would go to work and commute and the kids would go to nursery school, wherever, and it would be quite separate. And we'd come home and regroup and have a chat about it. And that'd be kind of parked and you'd carry on with your evening and your sort of home life. What's happening now, of course, is that everyone is seeing what's going on in everyone else's work life. Yeah. So I probably, I definitely know now what my husband does for a living. I probably didn't know that <laughs> a year ago, really. Um, and I hear his conversations and he talks to me all day about what's going on at work and vice versa. So I think the positive aspect of that is that I hope we can empathize more with each other as parents. Um, we can empathize with each other's work struggles. We can understand where we're coming from. And if we're having a bad day, that's why it's happening. Um, and we've seen that journey they've been on through the day. So I think potentially more supportive. But of course, on the negative side, there's no escape and there's no me time. There's no time where you can just think about, OK, what do I need to get done today without anybody else's sort of interference? So I think the the change that's come back because of the pandemic is that space. And how do we find that space for ourselves? Um, and I don't just mean physical space, but sort of mental space where we can just think be quite selfish actually and just think about ourselves for that moment in time and what do I need at this moment what does my work need potentially so I think that's now shifted into from what was the work-life balance to actually carving out time for me yeah that's what I'd say the biggest change thank you for how do or how does somebody do that because in both of your answers there it was all about balance and it was Mm. different different balances um but how does somebody um, find time for themselves and know that they need time for themselves? How do they go about that? So first of all, I think it's it might not be time that they need. So if balance is obviously completely different for every single person. So yeah. what perfect balance for one is not going to work for somebody else. I think the first point anyway is to understand what balance is for you and what elements of your life do you want to have more in balance? Um, and maybe you have got plenty of time to yourself because you, a bit like me, I have a dog. I have a puppy who needs an hour walk every day, um, which is more than I realised I was taking on. But there we are. <laughs> what, <laughs> so, what's your dog's name? My dog name is Winston. Winston. Um, he's a black choice. lab. Yeah, he's a black lab. He's a strong boy. And we coincidentally actually picked him up on VE Day. <laughs> We'd already had the name Winston in our minds, but it, oh, wow. that maybe that was some kind of serendipitous yeah. moment. Um, so he what he's brought to me is at least an hour every day where I have to take him for a walk so that gives me forced which is sometimes forced time though yeah on my own to do whatever it is I'm doing whatever I listen to podcasts I think about what my working day I can process what's going on in my life in that time that I have with him um but for someone else it might be something quite different I think the first thing is understanding the elements of your life that you want to have more balance with um and it is difficult because finding time it's very very easy and we all do it to say i haven't got enough time in the day yeah and of course no one has enough time in the day for anything kids or no kids animals or no animals you can make up a thousand excuses as to why you can't fit something in so you have to be quite strong with yourself you have to be confident i think to say no to things So that could be no to things that are being asked of you that you don't want to do, don't feel that they're going to add any value to you in that particular day. Um, But having that confidence to say no and to create that time for yourself is really important. It's difficult. It's it's not an easy thing to do. Um, And we're all kind of quite guilty of being yes people 
where we'll take on more just if it's easier to say yes than it is to say no. So I think a bit of strength, inner strength to say, actually, today is for me, or this hour is for me, or this half an hour is for me, yeah. um, and guarding it, guarding it with your life. Yeah, so when you were, when you were answering that as well, you said it, it might not be time, and mm. you mentioned elements. So what, what do you see the elements are that somebody, a working parent, can benefit from understanding whether they need more or less and finding that balance? What are those elements? So I think for some example I've got, and especially when we're all working from home a lot more, and I've uh, people are telling me they're a lot more sedentary. So even those who, gym bunnies, because we're not getting up to commute every day, because we're not walking around the office, because we're not going out at lunchtime to, to do to have a walk or to get lunch, we are spending a lot more time in our seats, gym or no gym. So I think for a lot of people, and this ties into the sort of mental well-being as well, for a lot of people it's just getting being more active. And again, I don't mean going to the gym more because people will do that, but it's being more active during the day and taking that time to get some fresh air, which is, again, really important when you're stuck in the same house every day, getting some fresh air and a change of scene is so important. So it could be that. Yep. Um, for a lot of people at the moment, it's diet as well. So again, at home, people are, tend to maybe eat worse than if they were in the office, potentially. So that could be another aspect. Um making time for friends which is very difficult when it's so remote and via zoom all the time but how can we make our friendships work in this bizarre remote life we're currently in the sort of lockdown life um for people like me it's business related so i how do i keep my business going during a pandemic when it's my own business obviously there's always kids in there spending being being there for the kids getting the kids more involved i think for me it's very important now to get the kids involved in the conversation around what's going on in the world and not feeling like they're kids and can't add value, but you know, what are their views of, of this global crisis we're going through? So those are just some examples. But something that I've used before, and it's more of a coaching perspective, is called the wheel of life. You might have come across it before. And it's basically a wheel which you divide into eight different sections. And you label each of those eight sections with one of those elements that you want to balance. So food, health, family, income, whatever's most, most important to you at that point in your life. Yeah. And then you score each of those on a scale of naught to 10, where 10 is, it, I'm just rocking this now, it couldn't be any better, which is unlikely for most people to have a 10 in anything. Um, and obviously zero is this is a really bad area of my life and it needs addressing. Then when you draw, when you join up those dots, you don't end up obviously with a perfect circle. You end up with a wheel that wouldn't get you very far at all. Yeah. And then the aim is how can I make that wheel balanced and it could be they're all fives it could be they're all threes it could be they're all nines but it needs to be in balance so then you take a couple of those areas that are looking particularly out of kilter and you say right so for the next next couple of months I'm going to focus on getting my friendships back on track and being more active and then you go down what I would do in a sort of coaching session is looking at the opportunities open to you in those areas okay so what could you do about it let's completely brainstorm all of the most radical ideas to get these things back on track and then look at the most realistic options and then you start creating some action plans around that to move you forward so that's a good sort of visual and I think you've said this to me before in the past actually how our brains are very visual as people as humans so having a visual representation of those elements in your life that need balance in this wheel yeah um just brings it to life really and gives you a bit more focus I think something tangible to grab hold of yeah got you no I love that I love that and, and how does a coach help somebody with those um with the challenges and help them find 
balance. Mm. So how do you do what you do and what's the benefit of, uh, of using somebody like yourself? Okay, so what I do, and I think this is possibly where people are confused potentially about what the coaching offers versus mentoring, for example. So coaching is very much a guiding guiding light if you like so my job is not to give someone the answers the answers are all within you so mm-hmm. everybody has the answers to their own questions everybody's living their own life so I'm not living that person's life so if I give them the answers that I think are right it might not be for that particular person's situation so I'm there to create firstly a very safe space where I really hope that people will open up to themselves and be very honest around their thoughts I will help those people identify and this is what's really important about coaching identify firstly those limiting beliefs that hold them back because we all have them we all have things that we believe in ourselves that we as we said before we, we can't do so I will help that person firstly identify what those beliefs are that are holding them back and secondly break them down and get rid of them and I think also the most important thing about coaching is it's, it's action driven for me so it's not about having a nice conversation over a cup of tea although it is a nice conversation it should be a nice conversation over a cup of tea but what's really important is identifying actions to move that person forward but they come up with those actions and they come to those decisions with guidance from me but it's their choice and it's their journey um, and my job is just to open themselves up to that and to sort of show them where the path could be and then they then go on that path for themselves yeah, gotcha, gotcha. No, thank you, thank you for that. And you mentioned, or in, I mentioned during the introduction, you've also got a podcast as well, haven't you? How did that come? About, how did that come about? <laughs> Not quite sure. No, I think <laughs> so. What I think what happened during lockdown was, again, as with everybody, is that I was thinking, right, how do I slightly ad- adapt my business model in quite a different world that we're now living in, and. That A means obviously getting things online. Yeah. But secondly, how do I reach an audience? Whereas previously I'd be out in London, in the city, I could go meet people face to face, I could have business meetings and sort of get new clients that way. And I could just have those conversations face to face. But how do I have that now when we're sort of all behind these screens and everything else? And I also realized that working with working parents, as I do, working parents have a plethora of stories to tell. And experiences and every single working parent I've ever spoken to has a com- very unique perspective on what it means to be a working parent and it's fascinating to hear that we all potentially have similar challenges but we all have a completely different take on it and how we deal with it yeah so I thought actually I would really I really want to show other parents that a they're not alone in the struggles they're facing that b everyone's story is really valid and valuable to somebody else so if I create a, f- a forum I suppose a space where these parents can share their stories with a much wider audience then wouldn't that be great so I sort of thought this podcast thing looks quite trendy people like Lee do it so it must be good <laughs> <laughs> and I just start from there and I just sort of picked off a few people I thought would have interesting stories to tell yeah and got them up and running and live um and it's going really well and I've got I think got 10 up 10 lined up to record in the next week or so so it's interesting actually when you say to people you've got this podcast going how many people are coming forward which I wasn't expecting and saying do you know what Aisha I would love to share my story I've got all these things I just want to tell people about about being a working parent and I want to share so can I be on I was like yeah of course 
Amazing. That's what it's for. So it's been, and it's it's really fun. It's really fun, as you all know, to talk to people about anything, just about their lives and about, and like I said, everyone's got something interesting to say. Yeah. Um, and you're not yeah. ever stuck for conversation. No, completely. So, yes. So that is up and running and it's keeping me very busy. Um, and it is called The Parent Equation, as you already said. Thank yeah. you very much. Available on all major platforms. <laughs> <laughs> so so do, do, you do, it all, do you do all the work yourself and do all the editing and, and is it all yours? It is, but I'm a bit of a techie geek. So I'm known in this house as the e-wife because I won't let technology get me down. I won't be beaten by technology. Yeah. So I, I'm quite patient with it and I quite like to learn sort of new techie things anyway. Um, and again, this modern world, you can do everything by yourself. You know, yeah. for a few pounds a month, you can have a hosting provider and you can do soft you know, sound editing and all this kind of stuff. So I, it is quite time consuming. But at the moment, it's really enjoyable. because It's learning completely new skill, which, again, is probably something another reason why I'm doing it. Um, again, pushing me out of my comfort zone. And it is quite scary being a podcast host and having to produce content that you hope people will listen to and yeah. finding guests that you hope people will find interesting. So again, for me, it's just challenging myself to do something new. Perfect. Um, yeah. So no, if it. it gets to a million, you know, a million subscribers on Apple, then maybe I'll get an agency to do it for me. But until then, <laughs> yeah. until then, I'll just manage by myself. Yeah. And I was going to say, it, you need to just change your language a little bit slightly though. When it gets to a million, rather than if it gets to a million. When it gets to a million. Yeah. Good when it point. gets to a million. Good, good no, coaching good. point. When it gets to a million. Um, so what's the dream? What is the dream for you? Because I know you mentioned at the start when you were talking about your reason why and your purpose is all about the ten-year-old and the five-year-old and letting them see that you're doing something with a smile on your face and not mm. not arguing about the socks and losing the socks and stuff. And now you've got your podcast and you've got your coaching business. Mm -hmm. What what is the dream? Do you, do you have a dream for it all, or is it are you just uh, taking it day by day? Yeah, you know, I have a I have a dream, and it's quite simple. I don't think dreams need to be something that feels unachievable so it's quite yeah. a simple dream and that simple dream is just to have a successful coaching business where I run regular sessions and I want to get more into the group coaching aspect actually I think something that's so so valuable for working parents is that support network um, so having really fun energetic supportive group coaching sessions running all year round where working parents come together and with the coaching from me also get the support from other working parents and get that again that positivity and those learnings from other working parents and if I've got that on one side running nicely and regularly and I've got my podcast running for however long it runs for that to me is is perfect simple but that that'll do me that'll do me yeah no yeah <laughs> love it love it love it love it no thank you thank you for that um what does a um no, in fact, actually, before before I ask you a random question, you're a working parent and you're helping working yeah. parents. Yeah. How do you do what you do? What what advice do you use your own advice? Do you practice what you preach? <laughs> First thing, does anybody ever practice what they preach? I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Probably not not as much as I would like to, because I think, as with anything, coaching other people when it's objective is a lot easier. Yeah. than managing your own family and your own subjectivity around your your kids and your emotions and things but um that's not to say I don't try and do that so something I am 
definitely trying to do more of is so when I coach an individual or coach a parent I know how to coach that person I am qualified to coach that person I have tools and techniques and ways that I will get them to talk about certain things and ways of getting them to come to their own conclusions and that's absolutely fine suddenly my children I approach the completely different way yeah. so I jump to conclusions I don't listen to them properly um, we end up having you know this sort of headbutting scenarios so one thing I'm really trying to do is apply my coaching practice to my children because why wouldn't I Mm-hmm. so and they are an age where they need to start learning to come to their own conclusions and to solve their own problems and to make their own decisions and to learn to live with those decisions as well so that's something I'm definitely trying to do more of is be a better coach for my kids um but of course it's hard because as I said it's there's a lot more emotion involved in your own family yeah than there is when you're coaching or guiding somebody else um but I would like to say that's probably my new year's resolution to be a better coach to my children <laughs> yeah no amazing amazing um so i am a working parent and i think that my biggest challenge so i've been i've been having a little think whilst we've been talking um today about what what if i was to approach her what would i say my biggest challenges and i think my biggest mm. challenge is being present with my children because there's so many other distractions yeah. um whether it's an email whether it's linkedin whether it's a thought that pops in my head about what I can do or how I can drive something forward or have a conversation with somebody. Um, how would you help me? My first question would be, what does being present for your children actually mean to you? So if you put that into a scenario, what are yeah. you actually saying that is? So what I'm saying that is, is, is when I am in the same room of my kids, I am in the room with them mentally Mm. and physically Mm. not Mm. just physically because I am guilty at times of being there physically and not there Mm. mentally so that's that's what I mean by uh by being present with them and if you were present with them and you were there physically and mentally being the the key word there mentally how would that make you feel versus how you feel about that now um so I think I would feel so at the minute I feel like I am um paying lip service to being a parent at times I feel mm. it frustrates me and I feel like I'm missing out so whether at times I've worked away from home and I've missed out on so much and I've kicked myself because I've driven that and then when I think about at times where, where I'm sat on the couch with them or, or whatever, or they're asking me to play and I'm going, oh, just one minute, I'm just in the middle, of, let me do the one thing or whatever. So I feel like I am, I, in, on the tip of my tongue, I want to say the word failure, <laughs> um, but it's not a complete failure. I just feel frustrated and like I could, I could be there for them more. Um, I feel like I could be there for them more. And what could you do? to be there for them more so i mean the, my, the easy answer here for me mm. is just to turn off my phone turn off the distractions mm. but that's yep. e- that I, that's easier said than done i, I can't turn my brain so my brain is one of the biggest distractions that i've mm. got um so that's what i could, I could try i could 
I can actively try, I could try to be there for them or I could turn off all of these distractions. Um, yeah. But the, my, my head is the thing that, that I struggle shutting up sometimes. So if you were doing something else, what would that mean? distract you from your head enough? So if you were, again, I shouldn't give you answers really. Because yeah. um, <laughs> you need to come to your own conclusions. But if you were doing, what could you be doing that would you think take your thoughts away from what's going on in your head and into an activity ah, right, is there okay. anything like that yeah so so i could be ta- i could be talking with the children i could be mm-hmm. i could be act i could be active with the children because just thinking about it now is when the, the times that i'm beating myself is mm-hmm. when i'm not necessarily active with them um i am just there with them so i could be active i could be more active with them i could be talking to them I could be playing with them rather than just with them so So give me some examples of when you have played with them in the past give me some examples of those things um before before I do do I have to pay you for this coach are you going to send me an invoice (laughs) (laughs) you put that thought in my mind now no this is fine this is a this is some pro bono work (laughs) (laughs) just just have to check just Um, just clarify that um so, sorry, what was the question? The question was, give me some examples of when you have played with them in the past and some of the activities that you've gone through and how you felt when you're doing those things. So last weekend, um, my little girl, five years old, um, I was on my bed and uh, and she got a mother's makeup uh, out. <laughs> and uh, and then 20 minutes later, I, I looked like a clown. Um, yes. But to see the smile on her face... <sighs> It was it was amazing. It was amazing to um, just to to be there with her to just to see the smile. I, yeah, I, f- I felt amazing at that point in time. And another time, so I was um, um, last night. My little lad um, asked me would I play on his Xbox with him. And when I'm playing on his Xbox with him, mm. then and uh, and we're doing things, we're passing the ball to each other or whatever we're doing. Um, that feels amazing because he's smiling and he's he's fully involved i feel connected yep. i think the word is connected to them that's how i feel i feel connected and when you feel connected what's going on in your mind with your thoughts what are you thinking about them them smiling mm-hmm. um i'm purely thinking about oh in the main i'm thinking about them and yeah. and and then what i can do next with not not necessarily what i can do next with them but what what are we doing or that's the next thing. So is she going to get the lipstick out? Or <laughs> um, or have we got time for another game? Those things. So, what how what you, so how can you make those things, those two examples give me, how can you make those happen more? So if the outcome of this session is that I get makeup every seven days a week. <laughs> 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 um, so I, I think I think it comes back to what we said at the start is is I'm not actively with them when I'm with them. I'm not thinking about them when I'm with them all of the time. So I think I need to be, I need to, and I, and I don't mean, I don't mean this like, do you know, like um, sometimes when, so in fact, when, when you interview people on a podcast, you might have like two or three questions written down if you run out of things to say. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't do that. Um, but I could, I might have some prompts for, for, for what I would 
say or do with them with them next as a that is my go-to things um because in fact it's the thing that's just popped into my head then is when when they first went to school the um i used to always ask them what what, what have you done today and they go oh, forgot forgot nothing or i forgot and that's yep, that's standard. always that's the standard answer <laughs> until, until i changed the way i asked them the question so i now ask them what was the most exciting thing you did today or what one thing did you learn today or that yep. type of thing so if i'm yep. more specific with a question then they then then they answer it so if i'm more specific with with what i'm doing with them and thinking about with them then then i then i think that's a that's a positive that and can, can you help do that me. tomorrow can you start to put that into action tomorrow well i can do it this i'm, I'm gonna do it I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah i'm gonna try it this evening Even actually better. yeah Even better. yeah i'll do it this evening when i when i get home from from the office because and how can you make sure you carry on doing that oh no that's a good one isn't it so the first thing is to to try it to give it a whirl and then to remember how it went mm-hmm. like to to reinforce it um then after after that one thing i've toyed with in the past is um is journaling and i've never really yeah. i've never really yeah, it's journaled very, it's very valuable actually um, reflecting so i might i might do that and but just capture the feelings um because yeah being present is is something that frustrates or not, the lack of presence is something that frustrates me so yeah so that's what i would uh i might try or i could try I will try to uh, to to write it down to uh, to remind me as a as a constant reminder. Yeah, so I'll give you a call this time next week. Oh, the accountability! Yeah, yeah, and I'll just check in. <laughs> yeah, perfect, perfect. And I think identifying how those, especially those, the feelings and what triggers those feelings, the positive feelings of being present. Yeah, and being really aware of when you're feeling great and you're feeling connected and you're feeling like you're with them what triggered that what made that happen and remember how good it made you feel yeah amazing and then as you said recreate it make it happen again yeah thank you for thank you for that so when we start when we started when we started today (laughs) um i wasn't expecting being coached uh halfway through the uh halfway through no i wasn't expecting it either so (laughs) (laughs) that's a good conversation that's a good outcome (laughs) yeah no no definitely definitely completely selfishly um that is a really good outcome um good what does um, a coach for working parents have for the tea? Well, I can tell you what I had. I just now had for my lunch three after eights. Oh, wow. I know. Uh, I thought I was a bit left field. Yeah, no, that is. That is. Do you say tea or dinner? I say dinner. Oh, well I'm afraid, posh. Well from, posh. I did, well, I did go to Manchester University. Yeah. But I wasn't there long enough, I guess, for it to be for it to change into dinner permanently or tea permanently. For us to so drag you dinner. down. Yeah, <laughs> never, <laughs> never. <laughs> so I might have some more after eights because it's my wedding anniversary today. Oh, happy anniversary. Thank you, thank you. So I think I can eat after eights all day. Yeah, of course. Good enough, good enough reason. And it's December, yeah. so that's fine. Um, tea is a, we're very healthy during the week. We're pretty nerdy health freaks during the week. Oh, so yeah. Fit, yeah yeah I wasn't before I met my husband before my husband I would happily have lived on pot noodle <laughs> and pasta yeah. um but he changed my whole ethos on, on food so very much fish vegged in a week and then let it all go at the weekend and 
just drink wine and have takeaways. Oh, very good. <laughs> very good. And if, if anybody wanted to find out a bit more about your Aisha, where could they go? How would they go about it? What would they do? So easiest is LinkedIn. Yeah. Aisha Murray on LinkedIn. My website is AishaMurray.com. Um, and those and on Instagram, I'm also Aisha Murray underscore coaching on Instagram. Okay, so you down with the kids. Embrace exactly trying to as I said my age earlier, trying to be down with the kids, embrace social media. But LinkedIn and website are probably the easiest options to get hold of me. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you very much. So just uh, one final question then. If if somebody was thinking that they might get in contact or they might visit your website, mm-hmm. what type of problem or what thing should they be thinking that you can help them with the most? How would you articulate that? So I think if you are a working parent who is struggling in any kind of way to reconcile that mental load and that balance between how do I be a great parent, how do I manage that alongside my professional life, um, then then come to me. And it could be anything. It could be anything. But anything that's related to dealing with those two sides of your life, basically. Perfect. Perfect. No, thank you for that. And honestly, thank you very much for the uh, for the conversation today. And no, thank you, Lee. And coaching as well. I should, I should just add in. <laughs> impromptu, impromptu yeah. coaching. Yeah, no, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you, learn more and actually uh, and, and give me some uh, advice or um, I, I found it from within. Um, you found it, so, exactly. You found it from within. Yeah, it wasn't advice. You I found did, it from that, within. That, I will, uh, that I'll apply tonight and let you know how it goes. But no, Great. Th- good, thanks good. very much. Um, happy thank anniversary. Thank you very much. And good luck with everything you've got going on. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Thank you. Cheers. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for listening to Business Problems Solved. You can contact Lee on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lee Horton, the business problem solver, or via visiting www.leehorton.com for more content and to solve your business problems. And remember, saying you know how to do it is not doing it.